folks. Welcome to another edition of Hitting the High Note. Thankful to have you folks um, uh, joining us on the Saints of the Weekend. Hope you are full. Hope you've had a lot of leftovers and hope you had a great, great Saints of the Weekend. Um, uh, we're here. Jerry Barker, what is up? Uh, not much, man. Just, you know, there's a 49er loss today. Jazz lost, to, Jazz lost today, but, but uh, you know, the, the Utes pulled through yesterday. They dominated that game. So, yeah, you know, we are recording on um, the night that the Jazz lose uh, a pretty to the big Raptors. game to the world champion Toronto Raptors. And I, I will say this, the Jazz are uh, the Toronto Siakams. Yeah, they're, they're on a slight skid here. Um, and so, yeah, the Jazz are... Uh, the Jazz are not doing that great right now because they're on their East Coast Thanksgiving road trip. Um, and man, boy, yeah, like I'm a, it's, it's, it's a rough day to be a Jazz fan. Yeah, I mean, the I'm I'm kind of glad in a way that it was a blowout enough that Quinn pulled the starters early because tomorrow is probably going to be you know we always have good battles with uh, with the Sixers it seems like but uh, you know we'll we'll have to see what that's like tomorrow. Um, yeah, I think I'm. Uh, I don't know if the. I mean, Donovan Mitchell's first win against the Sixers was this season. It feels like it feels like the Sixers have uh, had the Jazz number for the past three or four years. I, I feel like in a lot of ways, yes. Um, I mean, Ben Simmons kind of gobbled up whoever we had at point guard. So I, I don't know what Connolly's record against him is like, but. But as we know, you know, uh, Mike is doing a lot of di- – this is something I've been talking about with a lot of people this year. Mike is doing things that he's not used to doing, uh, for you know, with this team this season. And I sure in, – in some ways, uh, you know, I'm just – I'm kind of grateful that uh, the game got out of hand today because it, it forced Quinn's hand and he – he just he sees some things that aren't working and that haven't been working for a while. But he's really patient with guys, you know, almost to a fault. And so, you know, we keep seeing some Moutier minutes when maybe, you know, they're not maybe in the best interest of the team uh, per se. I mean, they, maybe, maybe not. But, um, you know, we saw Exum at, at point guard today, which I thought was a welcome change uh, because Moutier was just like, there's a reason the Jazz went down by 40. And it was, you know, I wouldn't say it's like all Mike Connolly or something. <laughs> um but it was a lot of it was the bench and uh, that point guard spot on the bench. So, yeah. Uh, first off, for, the, for those who are listening, I'm sorry if the sound quality is not quite at the par as uh, we're used to. Uh, I'm on the road, so I'm just using a headset today. But we'll get back to the game today. Uh, Jared just said that um, he thinks Mike Conley um, is the reason that the Jazz have lost four games or five games, four out of five games lately. That is not what I said. <laughs> Um, but there has been some talk about, um, uh, yeah, as you said, the Mike Connolly uh, fit for the Jazz. Um, it's been kind of rough sledding for uh, Mr. Connolly there. Well, I mean, I would, I would, I would ask you um, because I honestly think that he's uh, he's he's playing much better than he was, you know, to start the year. I mean, he seems like he's getting his rhythm and stuff like that. I would ask you. Um, what are you, what are your expectations for for how he's playing and how do you feel about how he's performed recently? Uh, um, uh, I I just think that Mike Conley was going to be a much bigger piece for this Jazz team than uh, he has a uh, a quarter of the way through the season. But uh, my expectations th- things have really changed. I did not realize that 
Bojan Bogdanovic was going to step up and be the number one option, uh, offensive option for the Jazz uh, in this offseason. Uh, Donovan Mitchell has kind of slid to uh, a co-number one to number two role sometimes, depending on uh, who's hot. Um, Riley Geisman did put this out on Twitter uh, the other day that I thought was really interesting. He said that the Jazz have way too many alpha males. And um, I, I do see that with only one ball. Uh, it is sort of a problem when you have guys who are used to being the first or second option on the team, and they have to be relegated as a third or fourth option, which is why guys like Royce O'Neal and Joe Eagles and so forth are really important um, mm-hmm. uh, for that. Because... So follow-up for you then. Um, do you think that the lack of ball movement is a problem? The lack of ball movement? Um, yeah, uh, I, I guess that's, uh, I do see it as a problem because the offense just hasn't looked as good as people thought it would, it would be. Um, and we, we watched this Quinn Snyder jazz system the last, what, four or five years have basically only one guy to go to. Before it was Donovan, before that it was Gordon Hayward. And so uh, there was only like one guy that needed the ball in their hands a lot. Now we have, now the Jazz have Boyle Bogdanovich, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Mike Conley, guys who are used to uh, playing with the ball in their hands. And so the, the motion offense, only works if you have guys who are willing to like find the open guy, find the, the right play. And uh, things that I see like with Mike Conley, that's different from Rubio, is that um, the, the, the mid-range, the floater option is always there for Mike Conley, basically. And he's the guy that hits it at a pretty high clip uh, throughout his career, so he takes it. Last year, when you have you know Rubio, Neto, guys who aren't uh, proficient in that shot, they don't take it, so they, they find different things. So uh, it's an option that they don't even look to, to take. And my colleague, one of his first options is when he drives it in, is to take a floater, uh, Donald Mitchell, to take a floater, because it's what the defense is giving you. So on one hand, yeah, you want to take what the defense gives you. But on the other hand, um, uh, you know, it, it's, it's not exactly what the Jazz have been trying to do the past three or four years. Well, okay. Yeah, I definitely think that's fair. Uh, I would say that... Uh... You know, I would say this team thrives when they're looking to to start what what uh, what Quinn would call the blender. You know, I I do see talk to I talk to fans from other fan bases and stuff and such, and uh, some of them say that Quinn Snyder's offense looks outdated, and I don't understand why they say that because in a lot of ways, I mean, I know it's different than the Golden State offense, but but in a lot of ways, there's certain aspects of it that remind me a lot of what Golden State does, and um, you know, I know it's not exactly the same; it's not a one to one. Um, but I, I, I'm with you on the, on the motion offense thing. Um, so if you, let's say that who you were called for, for coaching advice for the, for the jazz, uh, what would be the biggest thing that you would try to address or instill in players since you, since, you know, you mentioned that the jazz are on a little bit of a skid. Uh, absolutely nothing. I would not do anything different than what Tim Satter has been doing lately. Uh, the Jazz are 12 and 8 with a, one of a really tough schedule. Um, they play some really tough teams. They're on a five-game road trip. They they're either playing or or flying. They haven't really had had to rest. Um, they if they look a little bad, I don't think I, I don't think their offense looks bad. It's a thing. Uh, I think they've missed them uh, a lot of open shots. That you know they get open shots, which is crazy. crazy. So. Uh, like Bojan missing the corner three, like it, it happens. Those things will happen. You, you miss open shots. The game against I the Pacers, 
they just they felt like they couldn't hit anything. What about uh, tonight's game? What what coaching would you give off of tonight's game after getting down by forty in the first half? Nothing. I got nothing. Like I I really do think I'm a. You just think it's a uh, poor team performance then? Yeah, I, I think so. I okay. mean, I, like in the, I know you mentioned, but I mean the bench is not playing well. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. So, are uh, you saying that you would still keep playing Moutier? Because I think Quinn has kind of decided he might need to go away from Moutier. I, I, we... I think Moutier um, uh, has, has flashes that, that show why he should be the backup point guard. Right, uh, right. Uh, yeah, he has those flashes. He, but I'm starting to think yeah. that we're going to see a little bit more Exum mixed in there because, you know, I flashes think, can think, only get I you think, so far. I think Exum deserves the minutes too, but, I mean... You know, I, I'm an Islander, but I don't know if Exum is, is the guy that, like, I, I think demands minutes. No, he, he actually, well, he, he looks well. good in, when he, in replacing and subbing in for uh, subbing in for Manu today. I'm just going to call him Manu because it's kind of funny. <laughs> so he, I, I don't even know who you were talking about there. <laughs> Emmanuel. So. Manu. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. But, um, uh, yeah, and that's great. I, I do want to see for longer stretches. I mean, there's a stretch last year where Exum was benched, what, four or five games? He had coaches DMP because, I mean, he's still not quite there yet either. So if Exum's the better choice, great. I, I'm not going to know if we. I don't know if we can say that for sure this year, though. I mean, like, I, I think in some aspects that maybe we're going to have to see a little bit of these coaches DNPs for, you know, for other players because I don't think that that – Dante just got the coach's DMP and it's just a Dante thing. Like a lot of people, like especially people who are quote unquote ex Islanders, they they'll be like, Why why does Quinn hate Dante and da da Dante? And I'm like, I don't think Dante would have signed that contract, even if he was getting, you know, more money than other people were offering, if he thought that Quinn hated him like, and wouldn't give him playing time. So I don't know. I I just don't understand the some of the rhetoric. Yeah, is, I mean, I, mean I, I don't know what goes through these players' minds. I mean, obviously, I don't think that I don't. I don't think there's a contention between Dante and Quinn. But I also think that Snyder has to like find out if Dante is the guy that can play his backup point guard for for assistant for the Jazz. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. Sure, maybe maybe he can't be he can't be worse than Emmanuel. Why not? It, 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 the argument is to why not give it a shot because we think that Emmanuel is the bottom of the barrel right now. Like that. That's what, like, what, what's currently yeah, happening sure, isn't working, right? Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, if, if it's something like, oh, boy, this is, like, the worst we can get, like, putting Dante Exum in there is not going to be worse than what we have now, then sure, I, right. I, I, can, I can get behind that argument. That's fine. I don't think you it know, is the worst. You know, I'm right. honestly, it's inter- you know, you bring up something that kind of triggers an interesting, uh, you know, thought exercise for me. Um we thought at some point we might see Mike Connolly resting, which we haven't seen yet. Do you, do you think we we get to that point this year at all, or are we gonna? I uh, you know I I thought them uh, I thought in the offseason that could be a possibility because uh, like guys like I feel like guys like Rudy and Connolly and even Donovan uh, and now Boyan need rest because of the minutes they play. Uh, but some guys are not, not wired that way. Um, some guys like Kawhi, LeBron, AD. I don't know. I don't. I don't think Boyan is wired that way, man. Like he played through. He gutted his way through that ankle injury. I don't think he's gonna be one who will take time off at all. <laughs> and you know that's it. You know, strategically, like if you're a GM, strategically, you see the stats that 
guys who maybe play 65 games a season with some um, uh, intermittent rest during the season play better in the playoffs, then, yeah, that's good for them. But if the players don't want it, I don't think anyone's going to force them to rest. You know, you know what I'm saying? If Conley and Bogey, Donovan, and Rudy want to play as much of the 82 games as they can uh, healthy, then go for it, good for them, even though it might hurt the Jazz's chance in the playoffs. Okay. Um. Wait. Wait. So you're saying that in the playoffs that that you you probably would might make some different calls than what we're doing now in the regular season? Or I'm saying I'm just saying that I'm, I mean we've seen the staff. We've seen you know we just saw Kawhi last year play sixty what five games. Yeah. Yeah. Seventy games last year due to injury and rest and were looked super fresh in the playoffs. I'm like that. I mean. They do it for a reason. They're not just doing it because they feel like it. They're doing it because they Well, he also it, we have does have a nagging injury. So I think that to a certain extent that, I mean, yeah, he looked fresh, but it's also, be, I also have to, I also look at it this way, is that Kawhi is not a James Harden type who has to play himself into shape for 25 games. You know, he keeps, he takes care of himself. He, he takes care of his body and, I feel like a lot of the players that we have on this team, I don't think we have anybody like that that has to play themselves into form either. Like, uh, well, I mean, it's the NBA. Everybody has that. I mean, already, you know, game one, Boyan Bogdanovich now has an 81 game nagging injury, you know, like, yeah. And then yeah. that's probably never going to fully heal because he's going to be on it for, you know, every two or three days at least for the next, yeah, uh, and, you know, and five I'm, months. I wonder, so, I wonder if it has gotten better to the point because he doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's phasing him at all. You know, and when he's off the court, I don't, you don't see any kind of noticeable grimace or limp or anything. And, and I don't know if that's well, just because he's a tough son of a gun or what it is. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure it's like they're like, it's not 100%, like maybe it's 90% and you don't feel at all. But you know, when you say nagging injury, I just think, all right, yeah, there's something there that, you know, if he rested it, if he is, if he's a normal human being working off his job and sprained his ankle and worked, you know, three, you know, got, got to the, Sit at a desk for eight hours, yeah, it would heal up in like three weeks. But he's a professional athlete, so his body is tougher and you know, something that he can play through. But it's mm. obviously not, it's obviously not the ideal situation. It's, it's NBA, it's fine, it's, not, it's gotcha. not, not ideal. But gotcha. why Leonard, you know, has whatever injury that he has, I don't even know what it is. And I'm actually a proponent for load management because I think if your main goal is to win a, a world championship, then it doesn't matter if, um, if the best strategy is to sit. You know, a fifth of the games, regular season games that don't really matter in the end. Then yeah, I think it's it's a, a fine strategy to have. In a way, I kind of I kind of like that. That's why we have that. that that's why you have the like the extended playoff schedule, where people aren't. Um, no, nobody's usually under duress. Uh, you know, they're not usually trying to uh, recover. You know, and and play a back to back there's a, usually at least a, a day between games, sometimes a couple days, three or four, d- depending on the series. Um, so I, I really do think that, yeah, the, the load, load management actually matters a lot for guys. And I, I saw an argument recently about, not I wouldn't exactly call it an argument, but it's more like that, you know, sports writers were saying, 
Oh, no, no. Yeah, never mind. I think it was Jackie. You know Jackie McMullen from ESPN? She's like a sports writing legend. Like she covered Jordan and stuff like that. You familiar yeah, with I, uh, I do know who Jackie I haven't lived under a rock. I know who Jackie is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making sure because sometimes, you know, you throw out a name and people are like, I, I don't know who that is. And you're like, well, they're they're kind of old. And Oh, okay. Yeah, I've, okay. I, I've seen her on the jump, you know. <laughs> you know, so that's yeah, where people know her yeah, from. Yeah, what, were you, what, were, what was your point? Well, her point her point was like that she she felt that you know players like bird and a lot of these guys that played through these you know pretty serious things and larry let's face it to to an extent larry was just he was an old school tough as nails jerry sloan type guy who would just grit through it but those guys she's like well larry's dealing with the after effects even now you know with what he did to his back know for all those years and she's like those guys would have benefited from load management you and she's she says that's why she never understands when former players you know get on people for load management or you know they'll speak on somebody's injury when they're not a doctor and something they don't understand her her kind of her whole greater point was yeah there there's no reason not to be like oh yeah load management isn't the devil you know (laughs) so yeah. And, uh, and two former jazz men who uh, a lot of fans point to, you know, Carl and John played almost every game. And while it's true, they're also guys that um, only had two finals runs. Never, you know, in a different era, it was fine. And but let's not forget, somebody brought this up to me today. Um, apparently, Zach Lowe called uh, James Harden guard, guard Carl Malone. You, and you want to know what the two main things of why that fits so well were? Underperforming yeah. in the playoffs <laughs> and the the free throw rate, you know. Always yeah, I mean, a call shot, a lot of free throws. I mean, hey, hey, it is what it is, you know. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it, it, I mean that's, that's a comparison that a lot of Jazz fans would not like to hear, so let's nope. share that with everybody. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but Zach Lowe like, said it on a podcast. I'm throwing it out there. Yeah, so the Jazz are going to play against the 76ers tomorrow in a game that they're probably slated to lose. Uh, they're about to go one or four on a road trip, which a lot of fans were asking if two or three was acceptable. And uh, I was hoping for, for two and three, three and two, but I knew that was kind of, you know, pie in the sky. Not sure if it's doable. Yeah. I know there's, there's a lot of uh, I, a guests that we used to have, uh, that we had on here, not used to, we had on here one time. Uh, used to be Lord Chadius, Pratt based Chad, uh, was saying the Jazz would be lucky to get two and three, and I agree with him. I was like, yeah, two and three, this is yeah, a tough it, road trip. I mean, it was a Jazz tough be, slate of games. Yeah. The Jazz are going to play four Eastern Conference playoff teams. Uh, yeah. And I guess the game that they thought they could try to steal, or not even steal, but thought they should have won was the Indiana game. Yeah, the Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots yeah are and they, they were really close to, they were really close to taking that one in some ways. Yeah. I thought the Jazz. Maybe they didn't give the best effort in that one, and I, I yeah. again, I don't, I don't get mad about that stuff because, you know, I don't give 100 percent every day at my job either. So, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> don't let your boss listen to this. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, you know, I'll tell them straight up, like, hey, hey, some days I have it, some days I don't. Some days, some days. No, like that, that's that is. Uh, you know? No, that's. Well, it's not that you're not giving 100 percent per se. It's just that, you know, sometimes 
you don't have the same mojo and the same juice that you always do, right? And it, yeah, yeah, I think that's the that's same it. way when you go put up shots in the gym, you know, with some some buddies. Sometimes you're you're red hot and you keep you're hitting everything, even with a hand in your face. And sometimes, you know, you're just you're not feeling it. You can you still get a couple of decent buckets, but uh, but your your passes aren't as crisp, and you know, it's it's yeah, things ebb and flow. Like for most people, things uh, ebb and flow. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's nice, I want to pull I mean, it sucks, but also not the worst thing in the world, but uh, we're doing a short episode today. I hope I'm, uh, everybody does well. I hope everybody is going to be okay with the guys at 104. I mean, right now, two and three um, uh, is going to be a um, uh, going to be a nice um, a little coup for the Jazz if they, they get through this uh, little stretch here. A coup, you say? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you piece. Um, uh, but, uh, Jared, um, uh, what do you expect to see? I mean, the Denver are definitely going to play some easier teams. I, mean, I know the Lakers are 19 too, but they've had some easy games. And the Jazz have lost a couple easy Wait, games. You know but, the Jazz are, the Lakers are 17 and 3 now, right? They lost yes, to the Mavericks oh, today. I, yeah, I, I just took a guess. I don't know what, I didn't know what the record was. But yeah, so, uh, let's see what the Jazz can pull out here. I mean, the Jazz really need to, uh, the Jazz really need to, um, uh, get a couple wins for the, just help the fan base. Like, I think they're, all, they're fine. So they're Honestly, the if we lose tomorrow, right. if we lose tomorrow but win on Wednesday, I think we're in a great spot. If we win both those games, we're in an, even, in an incredible spot, to be honest, because yeah. those are both very <laughs> tough games. You know, that first game back right. from a road trip, like most people say, you know, and I know it's a cliche yeah. at this point, but it's often very true is that you only get that one night of sleeping in your own bed and stuff like that. And, it doesn't quite feel like a home game yet because things aren't back to normal for you. So, it's, yeah, at least it's not a back. At least, at least it's not that we're coming home for the back to back because those are yeah, almost I mean, those are as bad as a road game. This is uh, a little yeah. bit better. Take, 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 take a chat to fight for us. All right, uh, now, this is like a, this is a little mini mini note um, uh, podcast here. Um, uh, what's uh, what's the uh, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can follow me at go the distance forty nine. Forty nine, nice. Even though they were a little bit less nice today, they played a very tough team. Uh, uh, I guess it's with the Ravens. So, go the distance forty nine for Jared Barker. I'm Hootran at Jazz High Notes. That's Jazz High Notes. Um, Hootran Superman. Even though I haven't really posted there in a while, <laughs> I will one day. <laughs> um, uh, do you have a game prediction tomorrow? Do you think the guys pull the win? Uh, do what now? What did you say? Do you think the guys pull the win off tomorrow? Do the guys go to it? Do you have a short trip? Oh, well, I, 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 you're, you're, you're kind of still muffled. I, I wasn't sure if you said if I oh. was going to work the game, work during the game tomorrow or not. I, I said I'm a, you have a prediction for um, what the game is going to be like tomorrow. Oh, a prediction, prediction. Got it. Um, yeah, well, so what I would... Ben Simmons playing the whole game, so that's going to make a difference. It it definitely should. Um, and he he did have a couple of, of really nice defensive plays. Uh, I saw kind of some highlights from the end of... Uh, the end of uh, one of the one of their games in the last couple of days, uh, he made some really nice defensive plays, and then you know threw an outlet pass. Um, but I, 
I, I'm honestly interested and intrigued to sit to see what we look like with a full, you know, 30 minutes of Ben Simmons as the point guard, because I honestly don't think we were that terrible when he was in the game. I mean, we weren't great. We weren't doing great. But when, I mean, once he was out of the game, you know, they still our old friend Wolfie, you know, Haul did give us some fits and some problems and you know he was trying to have his little revenge game which is you know i love that from competitive, uh, competitive standpoint um yeah, yeah you know he because he's a competitor i like the fire man uh i think yeah, I that it. what we'll probably see i think that what we'll probably see is we might see a close game up until the fourth and we might see them pull away because the jazz legs are kind of tired but hopefully it, it's going to come down to the last you know, last two or three minutes, and we'll see. You know, kind of yes. how things shake out. I feel, I feel like you are way more optimistic than I am. But hey, you know, it is what it is. So, um, uh, we don't. We're, we're going to be back on our regular schedule. So the holiday schedule has thrown us off, but we want to give you guys a little mini episode before we do our big, big government episode uh, on Wednesday. Uh, so, thanks for listening, and uh, Jared, thanks for uh, setting this up. Uh, it also depends that, uh, on if the ball sticks, man. If the ball sticks, yeah, like well. if you remember the end of last game, not this game, not today, but end of last game where the ball moved and didn't stick, Jazz looked a lot better. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, I- I'll have to go back and rewatch the game because, eh, again, I'm not too worried about the offense. I mean, it's not a clue that I feel like we're getting the shots that we want. The Jazz are shooting the shots that they want, so I just feel like a few more shots go in here and there. It changes games than uh, the last the last three or four games could go differently if I'm, uh, the guys hit better shots. So, well, I, um, I just don't yeah. think that the that they've been playing as much like a team and, and cohesively. I mean, that's that's one thing that we're we're always probably gonna miss about the the team from the last couple of years is that that synergy that really developed and that you could see on and off the floor. It's not quite as palpable with this current version Hashtag. yet. Yeah. And hopefully, Hashtag hopefully it gets there. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. Do what? Oh, what? Well, Did you say something about missing Ricky? No, don't don't do that. I, I said hashtag chemistry. So. Oh, chemistry. All right. Exactly. We chemistry. will uh, catch you guys another time. Thanks for joining us. I'll catch you on another time. Pa, 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 pa,